Hello, I'm your host, Giselle Gamby, and this is the Intuitive Pool Podcast, where together we'll embrace the plans we did not make yet, unfold businesses and lives that are so much greater in wealth in all ways than any business or life plan could ever achieve. My wish is that you make intuition your most trusted advisor. So buckle up, get present, and let's go. Sharing a little prelude before we go into the episode this week, I just wanted to make something explicit, and that is that I have two episodes to publish this week, the interview that I've just done with the incredible Misha Frankel, and I just want to say, wow, do I feel on a Monday morning having been in Misha's presence, I feel so calm and so still that I trust that you will also have the same experience when you listen to Misha's interview. And I have another episode that I'll be publishing and very grateful because this is a recording of a fortnightly group call that I do with clients. And on this particular group call, there was one client who was sharing her experience about letting go of control and surrendering. It was such a powerful sharing that I had the inspiration to turn that into an episode and very grateful to my clients for their graciousness and their generosity in allowing me to share. And that theme of letting go of control and surrendering seems to be this melody that is weaving its way through not only very explicitly through that group call, but also in my interview with Nisha today. So Whilst there are many other potent and profound pieces to Misha's interview, I did want to pinpoint that out as an invitation, really, for you to play and see what happens when you let go of control and surrender. Have an amazing week. Enjoy the episodes. See you soon. I think it's beautiful when two people can get together. Yes. Feel relaxed, feel at one with each other, and just simply let... I use the word language, but it's more than language. Mm-hmm. It's the inner essence within that flows. Yeah. And, and I love it when the flow is there. Yes. And that's what happens with you and I. Oh, is no. That, that's what happens with you and I. Yes. Because I think it's really important when two people feel that connection, then there is this flow. We're not holding back. Oh, my goodness me. Will they understand what I'm saying mm-hmm. or won't they? You know, that sort of feeling. Yes. And when there is this freedom to express from within, everything grows. It grows in, in, in its it potentiality is, is it's beyond anything that I can say because my whole, li- whole life has been, well, for the last 30 odd years, to discovering that potential within, that which has been hiding all this time and mm-hmm. letting it come out, letting it come out and be exposed to um to day-to-day life is for me a blessing. Yes. It's for me that opening of, of that inner door to allow the expansion from within. Holding on to it is actually, I don't know what, what the word to use, Giselle, but it's it's a crime. Mm. It's a crime against yourself mm. to hold everything in and not allow it to come out, not allow yourself to bloom. Mm. Gosh, I'm already getting a feel for the energy of this of this conversation and, and, it, and of this episode. And so I'm going to kind of start back to front because 
I want to welcome the listeners who are listening to this episode today. (laughs) Misha and I were just chatting and it was so good that I said, let me just press record because we were already on a roll. So we've already started and I'm just going to officially welcome you and thank you for coming onto this podcast, Misha Frankel. Uh, A little bit about Misha Frankel. I met Misha through the podcasting course that I did, that I'm still on actually, through Kathy Heller. Reinstein and Misha and I just connected uh, like as if we'd known each other for as long as we've lived for really there was no uncomfortability there was no separation or even you know that uncomfortability when you might meet somebody and you're just kind of dancing around and playing around each other it wasn't like that at all we were just we just really enjoyed each other's company and just went deep straight straight away so I had the privilege of being interviewed by you last week on your podcast. So Misha Frankel has a podcast called The Inner Gateway. And let me tell you a little bit about Misha. Misha was born in South Africa and moved to Sydney in 1967. She had a number of professional roles before moving into the complementary medicine health world. And she started looking for answers to some of life's major questions in the 1990s an energetic healing course in 1994 and studies on the tree of life the following year opened the door to a new way of feeling and viewing life. She's been on a spiritual journey ever since. And she says that understanding comes from conscious reality. So she's always open to expand her awareness and share her knowledge. She's incredible. She's just, I think at the end of writing a book and you have now a publisher who wants to publish your work which is just a massive win and I can't wait to read that book and as I said Misha also has a podcast called The Inner Gateway which you must listen to it is so full of integrity so full of spiritual integrity if you want if you feel like going to on a deep spiritual journey please take some time and listen to The Inner Gateway so I met Misha I don't know maybe a couple of months ago now And one of the things that Misha said to me that really stayed with me, she said, I'm 77 now and I hope to have another 20 plus years because you said to me, there's just so many things that you want to do. And you know what? I want to be you when I grow up. (laughs) I want to be you when I grow up. And also, as I've said this to you several times, when I was just starting out, gosh, I wish I'd met you and I wish that you were my teacher back then. Giselle, thank you for all those words because they really touch my heart. I wish I had a teacher when I was much younger. And uh, I think it's really beautiful when we do have someone we can, you were talking and I felt there's no agenda here. We're not playing games. Like you said, stepping around a person. And when we have that feeling of openness, no games, Yes. Then we find people. That saying, seek and ye shall find. That was something I started doing in the early 1990s and didn't realize what I was doing. Really? Was, I was seeking. I was looking for something. I was thinking, there's something missing in here. What is it? Mm. And, you know, from unhappy marriage and all the rest of it and moving away and then discovering, oh, there's something hidden. What is it? And I started looking for that hidden element through silence, through meditation, 
And it started showing its face in a, in a very strange way, which I thought were just dreams, you know, weird dreams. But those weird dreams turned into life lessons, every single one of them. And learning to, oh, maybe there's something in that. And then getting this little nudge in the middle of the night. We both know about that nudge in the middle of the night, which suddenly in the first thing in the morning when you wake up, where's that writing pad? Now, what was I thinking? What was boom, boom, and then it all starts flowing. And then I started learning to trust. Right. So did that happen before you started going and doing courses, these dreams? Oh, yes. Or was it around the same time? Um, let me think back. I started, I'd gone to one or two talks. Oh, I'd read a book. Uh-huh. Books got me going. The book, yes, the book, the, the, book. Of the power of the subconscious mind. So, oh. so listeners, I need to tell you this: the synchronicities with Misha and I are incredible. So, when Misha interviewed me last week, I said the first book that I read was The Power of the Subconscious Mind back in the nineties, and Misha said that was the first book that I read. Nineteen eighty-seven, right? <laughs> when it first came out, and it was, oh my goodness me, somebody else is thinking the same way I am, and. That's how it started, Giselle. Amazing. So I also just want to say, uh, I want to make something explicit. You probably can sense it too. The energy in this conversation is already so still. Yes. It's so still like my breathing. It's, I feel like I'm in a meditation with you. Like my breathing is like it's calm. It's, it's as calm as it goes when I close my eyes and go deep in meditation. Are you feeling that too? What are yeah. you feeling? The energies in the heart. Mm. I'm just feeling this very strong down. Yeah. So I, the, the reason why I'm saying that, and I like that you've just defined it in your words, you said that the energy is coming from, from the top down and we're in our hearts, is because every Monday morning, as I shared on the last episode, I tune in to a theme for the week. And the word that arrived today is blessings. And I thought how perfect that that word arrived when I'm about to do an interview with Misha, because I feel that this episode in particular is a blessing, a prayer. And if you're aware of the energy that's on this episode and that might be flowing through you, please take note. Please take note. There's one thing I want to say here. Give and thee shall receive Give and thee shall receive. Not ask and you shall receive. Give and you shall receive. And my voice is stop. <coughs> when my voice closes up. Yes. Then energy is, is behind. Excuse me, I have to take a sip. That's all right. I've got shivers. <coughs> when that happens, it means that you are in trust and I have surrendered to that trust. Give and you shall receive takes me deep within my heart space and in my beingness what is this giving it's not giving of this pen it's not giving of an item of a possession of a material thing it's giving from the heart it's giving that feeling it's, it's giving without expectation of receiving back what we receive back is in kind of that which we give, 
and we cannot predict the time that we're going to receive it. And do we really have to receive it now? Giselle, I got my receiving from those dreams, from those what I now know to be mystical experiences and some past life stuff. I received from them what took me forward in this life. Those realizations were the understanding of karma. So I didn't read about that in a book. My first understanding of karma came from within me. And that was a, a massive, massive um, teaching. And some teachings you can't get from a book. You can't get from another person. You only get them from, like we were saying, from that silence within. When you can go to that silence and you reach that, what I call the gap between two thoughts. When you get to that gap between two thoughts, then the filters away, uh, open. I see them instead of a, a closed hand, fingers are parted. And we come through, the filters can come down we open ourselves to perceive that which has been hidden. That's why the subtitle to my book is exploring our hidden potentials. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. And I'm glad that, because I didn't even know that was the subtitle of your book. What is the name of your book? Gateway to the Soul. Oh, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. So allow this episode to open you up to I'm talking to the listeners here to open you up so that you can feel and sense and access your hidden potential like let this episode be a blessing such that you walk away with something that you never expected to walk away with be so surrendered in this in this episode let this episode be a practice of totally letting go of control and surrendering having no expectation just being with the energy that's here and see what happens see what happens see what happens Giselle for me it was training of the mind to think in a different way you know we get we grow up I should say in a conditioning in a certain environment and then suddenly we realize that all that stuff which is in here in the brain that we've learned over time, all this knowledge is, is simply knowledge. What are we doing with it? And this is when I started really thinking deeply and recognizing that if I didn't understand that knowledge, I had nothing. I had a whole lot of data. I had a whole lot of things in my mind. The minute I started understanding why the why is a big one. Why mm. is something like it is? And you use the word surrender. It is very important. When that surrender comes through, we have to trust. We have to surrender. We have to let go. And then we fly. We fly. And that flying is, is an inner freedom. And that inner freedom can only come from letting go. If we allow the rational mind to always be in control, always be in this little comfort zone that we live in, oh, we'd be very, very, it's small. It's the only word I can use. It's small. 
and we have such potential of growth of of being this human being that we are and um oh, i could go on for ages darling but it's like we need to overcome this ego this ego that says i know it all no you don't know it the ego for me is in this little box and i want that box to open up and i need to tell you this little experience i had a few weeks ago where i was out for a walk and it was a beautiful sunny day and um, i was walking next to the water and suddenly it's as if i was looking down at me my ego was underneath me and i had such a feeling of of being at one with the water with the sun with, with everything around me it was the most beautiful expansive feeling i don't want to go back down there <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean it was like i was free i was free to be and then i sat on a bench and i thought oh, okay but i can still be free here and that was my learning for that mm. that we can still be free mm. we can still be open we can still expand our vision we can get to the point of understanding why something is and once we understand why something is then we can give back mhm mhm and this is the giving back this is the sharing this is not the holding back because well they not say that it might hurt their feelings mm. and um getting to the point where you can say know that you can hurt somebody's feelings but it's their lesson it is a lesson for them to face themselves so often in a um in a therapy session as you know i do reflexology but there's also this at least half an hour maybe one or two hours before i even touch the person where i recognize they need to talk the body language that which they tell me and i know what's between the telling what what's is between the telling what an incredible question what's in between the telling yes sorry it's not good english but it That's came perfect. out like that it's perfect what so i know what you mean by that what but what do you mean by that just so that we make sure that everybody's on the same page what are the people not saying mm. what is hidden underneath mm. now it's not for me to turn around and say oh by the way what happened when you were 24 Oh no. Because that can bring up what we could call a can of worms. But you need to work around it and I find all you need is a little nudge here and then. And I eventually do it through the feet itself. The feet are incredibly powerful and sometimes through the feet you touch on that emotion. Now that emotion doesn't can sit in an organ or can sit off an organ. it's very difficult to explain that you can do deeper work off the physical body than you can on the physical body but you have to touch it first and it's the same with life we meet with each other with different people and we can sense they're feeling down they're feeling up they're feeling good they're feeling bad and then forget one time i got into a lift and a man walked in after me he was beautifully dressed and he had this lovely tie on but he was as nervous as ever you could tell that i couldn't stop myself i said i love your tie it really suits you 
oh, my wife chose it for me. And the whole demeanor changed. <laughs> you walked out the lift smiling. Yes. I thought, oh, that was nice. Oh, I really enjoyed that tie. It looked good. It had nothing to do with anything else. Yes. And this is what I mean by gift. Yes. What's, can you think of an example, because I know that you would have many, but can you think of an example that comes into your awareness now that was just such a profound experience of giving and receiving? That's a big one. Mm. That's it might be with a client. So many times when I am with somebody, something happens. I could be touching a toe and there is this outburst of, of tears. Oh, I haven't thought of this before. I'm thinking this strange memory. I said, okay, fine. Do you want to talk about it? And then it just pours out. Mm-hmm. And that is the magic of life. Because all they needed, I was the key. I opened the door for them mm. to release this, this, this old memory which was holding them back. That for me is profound. Mm. That for me is profound. I could come up with hundreds of different things, but being the, um, the key in the lock mm. opens the door, I think is a beautiful thing to be mm-hmm. because I've often wished I'd had somebody to do that to me a long time ago. And just being there to listen, to, to, to give that ear, to give that shoulder to cry on, that's one aspect of it. But being open to listen without judgment, that for me is, is a magic ingredient. If there's judgment, you've lost that connection immediately. Yes. So, um, Gosh, I'm just going to highlight that one. If there's judgment, you've lost that connection immediately. That's a powerful statement. That's a powerful statement. Giselle, it's how I feel because um, I always felt a judgment towards myself for so many years because Mm. I just didn't have this university degree. Uh, I didn't have all the things that my colleagues had. I was working and they were still at school and university. I had to do shorthand and typing and all the rest of it, you know, it was that era Mm. just after the war. And there was this always constant feeling of lack within me. I wasn't good enough. I didn't know enough. You know, all these sort of things that tend to put you in a little box and and make you feel confined. So when I started having these experiences and, and all I can call it is an inner knowing, when I first started practicing reflexology, I'll never forget the very first treatment. Cool. Now it's coming through a good time. <laughs> is um, I was holding the ha- her foot, and I started doing something I'd never been taught, but I knew. And I realized I've done this before, and that realization gave me freedom to do without having a book or a pen to write it down to read about it. This is what somebody else discovered. That was for me the freedom of release. Mm. To trust my own inner knowing. That was a big profound moment for me. Mm-hmm. So again, there's another activation here. 
for those listeners because perhaps there might be some memories that are arriving now or perhaps there is an awareness around their own inner knowing that they can now open the doors to claiming that they didn't need to learn it from a book they didn't need to learn it from a teacher but somehow they just knew it so there's an activation here around inner knowings and back to the so I'll I'll connect it back because you know you were talking about give and you shall receive when we give from our inner knowings my goodness the experience is overflow 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 that's right yeah and then we realize that there's a purpose and a reason for everything even the lack yes even the lack because our discovery of that lack within and the ability to turn it around that is a big learning mm-hmm. that is a big surrendering within because you lose I often see it as if people are clinging on to the edge of a cliff and you've got to trust, you've got to let go, and you've got to fall. When you reach that point of letting go, oh, I'm not falling. Right. I'm flying instead. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> that, that is the magic moment. That's profound moment when you realize you've given up something something else Mm -hmm. oh see i love the way that you word things you've given something up for something else something far better far greater correct Mm -hmm. and this is this potential within us this is this expansion of life of living life to the full and when we overcome that confined ego we move far from our comfort zone we move into a space of of lightness where the only way I can describe it, love, is, is there's a heaviness here. Mm. Often I feel people are holding, you know, there's a hole across the neck and there's two water bottles either side. And this is keeping them down. You take the water out and you're much lighter. And you recognize that everything is an element within our makeup. Earth, fire, water, air, akasha. And each one is not just an outer element of a thing, of water, of, of the uh, of fire, but what is beyond that? You know, I remember many, many years ago when I was doing my training, there's a fire in the belly. What do we mean by the fire in the belly? All those things we carry in our stomach, all those things that in the solar plexus area that says who we, who we think we are. This is this personality. But there's a deeper meaning to the fire in the belly. Mm, tell us, tell us. It, it's like this. I get it from so many people who are telling me their life story and their, their woundology. A woundology. <laughs> I've never heard of that expression before. That's awesome. I think, who was it? It was either Denise Lynn or Louise Hayes. One of them called it woundology. That word just stuck in my mind because so many people want to regurgitate. Yes. Regurgitate that which is within them. Yes. Oh, they're holding on to this 
Sony or this event that happened and because yes. of the Sony and because of this event, I am like I am. Yes. No. The I am within is very different to the I am you think you are. And these feelings that we have in our belly, as we called it, this fire in the stomach is the, 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 the essence of the, of the, I'm going to use the word Kundalini energy that rises from the base of the spine. That energy, if it rises too quickly, can do something to the brain. So there's a need for safety. Now, when we have those feelings in the belly, which we often call um, like bubbles, mm. or oops, bubbles in my stomach, I've got the jitters. Like, like butterflies. Butterflies, darling, yes, yes thank you. Yes. Butterflies within. That is that nervousness of facing things. That is that the, the ego nervousness, which, no, 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 no. I, I, I don't want to go there in case I'm hurt, in case this might happen. So there's all these, um, I don't know how to put it, chains that we hold around ourselves. And we hold ourselves in bondage. And I used that word to somebody once. I said, Oh, that's got different connotations. <laughs> I said, no, that's not what I meant at all. The bondage is what we, we, we have chains around our personality, about our life, about who we think we are, and self-made chains. And we have to just take them off. Just like this, these two water barrels, we put them down. Oh, that's much lighter. Now I can move. And the same thing in life when it comes to health, when it comes to understanding who we are, when it comes to interacting with people. We need to feel light within us so that we're not coming from a point of heaviness, from a point of, oh, I know it really, or do you really know what I'm talking about? No. That's from a point of view. And, you know, we all know there are times when people get up there, they know it all, they say everything. And what are they saying it from? Somebody else's knowledge? Somebody else's book? Or their own understanding? Yes. And that makes all the difference. Yes. Because that's integrity. That's right. That's integrity. Rather than rote learning something of somebody else and actually having it not assimilated, integrated into your beingness. We, we, go and, we go and do what they say. We go and apply their methodologies. But it's not who we are. And, you know, now I've actually got a great way of defining what I've felt when I, since I met you. And that is that what you say you, is who you are. Like it's not, it's so assimilated within you. It's who you are. It's not something that you're slapping on and telling me about because it sounds good. There's just so much integrity there. It's just who you are. And that's why, you know, I love hanging out with you so much. <laughs> I wasn't like this as a child. I didn't know. I was covered over. And um, I'm just going to share this one thing mm. which came to me about a year ago when I was writing my book. And I'll never forget I woke up one morning now, I come from a family where my ex-husband was a geologist and his brother was a 
an archaeologist. So we had all this in the family. And I just got thinking, who are we? Are we these bones and these stones buried in the ground? From a geological point of view, they have to unearth it. From an archaeological point of view, they have to slowly bring it to the surface. If you dig deep hard, you ruin whatever artifact you're looking for. So the same thing in life. We have to remove the layers. And for me, those layers were stones, were, were, were like sand, the covering of the sand. And the sand had to be moved aside to expose what was underneath. And what is underneath? Who I am, who I was, who I am, and who I will always be. You understand what I'm saying? I do. I do. I am that I am. Infinite and eternal. Correct. I didn't know that before. Yeah. And these are hearts that come to you, as you know yourself. When they come, they are true to you. Mm. But they're not true to this little you. You've moved into the bigger you, the bigger I. And that, for me, is the magic of life. That's the profound moment. And there are many, many of these profound moments that happen. You know, I go for my walk. And there's a beautiful row of yellow roses. And, okay, which one is it going to be today? Oh, you. And I walk up to it and I give it a smell. Oh, thank you. And I walk on. I think if anybody <laughs> sees me, they'll go crazy. <laughs> oh, gorgeous, gorgeous. I want, to, I want to ask you a question. I think this is going to be my final question. Then I've got an idea about what we might do in this episode. Please. I want to ask, so you've got grandchildren. Yes. How, how, how do you share this with them? Like, is, how do you share all the joy that you have around all of these inner knowings? How do you, what do you do there? Very difficult. Yes. Very difficult. I made this connection with my younger grandchild who's six. And somebody asked me once, she was here for the weekend. And I got a phone call. This person is really ill. Can, can you do something to help? Uh-huh. To do a prayer? So I said, yes, sure. And um, so I said to the little one, look, I've got to go and do this work. Do you want to come and meditate with me? Oh. Giselle, she sat in pose, the fingers up in the air like this, a thumb and second finger and holding the arms up, immediately closed her eyes. I said, you know, you can put your hands down on your knee. You can still clean up that, put it down on your knee. So she did. You know, she sat there quietly with me for 10 minutes. Aww. Now, that was profound. Yes. That was profound. And then I said to her afterwards, who taught you? Oh, there was a little boy at school when I was at daycare. He showed me how. Oh, well, that was my opening. Yes, that was my opening. So every now and again, what I do is, what's the lesson for today? What did you learn from that? And um, when I had the two of them the one time, first thing in the morning, I would say, what's the lesson for today? 
what is the meaning of the word consideration? And then we go into consideration. We go into the meaning of the word. And then I'd invite feedback. Oh, you mean helping dad? I said, yes. So do you know what I'm getting at? Yes. I think uh, teaching is not just a one way. It's the understanding of what is that teaching. So now both of them feel open to question me and to ask questions. And I love it when they ask questions. Yes. But I cannot have the whole weekend as a teaching weekend. It no, 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 no. That wouldn't work. That would definitely <laughs> not work. To grab the moment where, when it's there. Absolutely. I had one this morning. I was driving uh, Ruby oh, Rose. Yeah, I was dri- so it's her 11th birthday today, my daughter Ruby Rose. And I was driving her to school and uh, she has some soccer trials at school this morning. And she's always got into the top team in past years. But this morning she was nervous and because she didn't do a trial, a good trial in another, in another, for another uh, team. And so she had that memory in, in her mind. And I said to her, you know, every Monday I tune into what intentions want, want me, want me to experience during uh-huh. the week. Um, so what, you know, type of intention, maybe you can go in with an intention about how you want to be. And, you know, she's been playing really well lately. And so it was about, you know, getting into that kind of mode and, and memory and remembering she's an awesome soccer player. And so that's what she's going in with the intention. So I grabbed a little moment, just like you did around talking about the power of intention, which is everything. That's right. Which is everything. It sets everything up. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, if we let go as well and we're not attached, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. <laughs> what we do with, with, with one word or one statement is we allow the, the, the ball to roll. We allow yes. the domino to start falling. Yes. Uh, and um, this is something which has started happening in the last sort of, oh, little while at three or four in the morning and I'd wake up with a statement or a word in my mind and it would stay there until I sat up. Yes. Switched on the lights, got my iPad out, typed the word out there. Oh, now what does that mean? Boom, boom, boom. And now I would just sort of think it through while I'm typing it. And, you know, thinking, oh, God, I'm tired. I want to go to sleep. No, you're not finished. <laughs> and then I'd get to the bottom. Ah, oh, okay, now I can go to sleep. It was like from the depth within, in my sleep state, call it the, the, the subconscious and the, and the above the rational mind, there was, there was an understanding that needed to come through to the self-conscious, to this being, this identity. And um, that was the only time when it's still clear. That's why I love meditating the early hours of the morning where everything is so quiet and, and the mind is uncluttered mm. and, and you can just be there in that beautiful space of silence because that sets you up for the day. Yes. Yes, it does. It does. You know that. I do know that. Yeah. I could not, I could not live without meditation. I could not oh. live. I would, I would just survive. That's what that's would be the truth. I would just survive. Meditation, when I when I go into meditation, uh sometimes when I when I'm in that space and I've really let go, mm-hmm. that space feels more real to me than this oh, gosh, 3D yes. world, than this 3D 3D world. And um and speaking of meditation, I'll just, I might say this just out loud now. I recorded a 
video, I think two years ago, mm-hmm. thanks to, I had a, I've talked about this on previous episodes. I had a message from my former soccer coach who said to me, do you know anybody who can help me with meditation for business performance? I've spoken yes. about him. And, uh, and I said, well, that would be me. And it actually inspired me to create a video. So this is way before the podcast based on meditation for business performance, like illustrating it and talking about it and talking about, you know, how, how we do it and uh, what are the benefits of it. And anyway, I posted that video up a couple of years ago and I had so many people say to me how much they appreciated that video and also had people say to me that they were going to listen to the video or they have listened to it, you know, several times. Uh So my idea is I'm going to turn that video into a podcast episode. That is brilliant. Stay tuned, everybody, to see, you know, what Misha and I are saying is that meditation is the most valid, valid, if you want to call it tool, the most valid, valid tool that has opened us up to remember who we, the power of who we really are, which, which is infinite and eternal. And that has absolutely practical implications. I would not have a successful business if I didn't meditate. That's right. Full, full stop. Full uh-huh. stop. Number one resource, number one tool. You, you want to say something I can say? Yes, because I just opened the draft of my book. Yes. And you know when you do things like that? Yes. Which page did you go to? <laughs> yes. I need to read something. Please. The lion of life, the truth of the word, and the essence of love are the makeup of all creation. It stumbles and goes round, but is destined for return. Not many will complete the journey, but some will. The souls of continuity are on their path. Keep faith with self. Grant peace to all and be at one with love. Allow the light to break through and express its joy. Life is good and worth living. Oh, it's so beautiful. You know what I want to do now? Can we just go silent for a little while and hold hold everybody in that? Definitely. of the word and the essence of love of the maker of all creation listeners take this opportunity to allow the words that Misha has shared for this conversation to be a blessing so take this opportunity to go still to receive whatever wants to be received Receive the blessings that are here on this episode. So I'll remain silent for the next few moments. Mm-hmm. 
to receive the blessings. gently coming out of that quiet time and taking a big deep energizing breath in and out as we wrap up a, a little important detail before we complete this episode hope that you have enjoyed this episode as much as I've loved being with Misha I trust this has been a blessing beg your pardon go ahead Misha I was just going to say it has been my pleasure being with you today for you allow me to be the true beautiful 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 thank you thank you so I just want or not want i would love for you to just share your details about reflexology which i am gifting myself a session with you on my birthday next week well i'm looking forward to that (laughs) (laughs) so can you please tell us a little bit about what that is and how people can find you so they can book in especially if they're sydney based i call myself connecting energies because that's what life's all about, is connecting the energies within ourselves. And um, you can find me on Connecting Energies. I have my website there. Or alternatively, you could um, phone me. I believe in, in contact. I don't have this giant big business where people can book in over the internet. I still believe in voice. I want to see, speak to a person who has a problem. And maybe... Yeah, let's have a cup of coffee. Let's have a cup of tea. Tell me what the problem is. And an hour later, oh, you've already got your your medical history. You've got everything down so you can start from scratch. So reflexology for me is working through the feet. There's also facial reflexology to get quick into the brain. Oh, that's yummy. I love that idea. Oh, yes. Never forget about the ears. There's more research done on the ears than anything else in the hands. So when people say, oh, goodness, I've got a back problem, or my shoulder's sore. I'm thinking, oh, that's so easy to fix. Hmm. One can do an outer fix. I hate that word. Mm. But the inner. And I think that's really important when it comes to any form of therapy is to recognize there are layers within it. You have your physical, your emotional, your mental, and your spiritual. So working holistically through all of them is the only way for me to work. You want a traditional person, you go somewhere else. Yes. I think I think people have got 
that impression already. <laughs> Sorry, you got me going. We are going. not traditional. You and I are not traditional. <laughs> oh, we're not traditional. No, so. we're, not, we're not just yeah. mind-based. The mind comes in after to support, but always intuition to begin with. Yes, so connectingenergies is um, .com, whatever it is, on the website, yes. Alternatively, through um, my uh, email address, which is misha at connectingenergies. Okay. .com.au. Okay, I'm so going that to... is the business uh, address. Yes. For for reflexology or for anything, Misha at Connecting Energies. Perfect. Perfect. I'll put all those details in the show notes so thank people you. can connect you. So thank you so much, Misha. What a what a gift to what a way to start Monday. Thank you. I'd like oh. to do this every Monday with you. Thank you. <laughs> oh, have a hug, Danny. <laughs> all right. Lots and lots of you love. take care. Thank you. Thank, thank you very much indeed. Ciao. Thanks for coming on the adventure with me this week. Really, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. I also will be going back to my first love of writing and would love to land in your inbox. So if you would love that to receive more juicy goodness, please subscribe. There's a link in the show notes and that will take you to my website. And then I'll also be able to land in your inbox and have some more juicy conversations with you. All right. Until next time. Bye-bye.